see everyone here today, and, and Christmas is coming really fast, and, and so we're going to be doing a couple of different things uh, for Christmas as we come up. We'll have a Christmas Day service here uh, at 10 a.m., uh, but also the Sunday night before, uh, we thought we'd like to do a bit of a, a carols, kind of casual, relaxing uh, picnic in the grassed area out the front there on the 20th. I think around four or five o'clock, but we'll let you know about more about that barbecue fun evening to finish off the year will be so, so good. So, hey, if you're here for the very first time today, um, I better introduce myself. My, my name is, is Daryl, with my wife Denise, we're the lead pastors here, and, and we treat it as a real honor to have you with us this morning, whether for the first time or for the 700th time. It's so, so good to have you with us. We've got a couple of guests this morning from our Manurewa campus. It's so good to have uh, Peter here and your beautiful wife with us this morning. Can we give them a big round of applause? <laughs> Peter the Gordons. Uh, these, uh, these incredible people here this morning, been serving our church for probably 40 years, we're in 35 years, right in the very start. I think Peter was one of the first staff uh, that Pastor Luke uh, brought on staff. A. So come on, can we give another big round of applause? It's a great <laughs> legacy and everything in depth from there. So good. So good. Hey, well, Christmas time, everybody. And today we're starting our series called There is a King. Uh, and if you don't know about it, uh, uh, this amazing story, we're going to take a journey from some different perspectives uh, from the Christmas story. And, and, and I, just, I just love this time of year. I, I think this is our time of year to shine and to, to influence some people, to reach some people. And, and, and just with the Christmas story, because it is a powerful, powerful story. So today, Today we're going to have a look from the perspective of the innkeeper. So why don't you check out the screens right now. Listen, if I'd known then what I know now, there would have been room in my inn. Oh, hey, I would have given up my own bed. But I didn't know. How could I know, right? Now, Bethlehem was so full of people. I mean, the government, it, they, you know, made everybody in the world go back to the hometown and register, you know, government has to have the money. And since nobody wants to stay with their in-laws, I'm full. I remember that day. We, um, we were full before dinner time, and now it's two, three hours after dinner when they show up. Talk about desperate. He, he was exhausted and scared, and she, oh, she was about to burst. And as they're approaching my place, I'm thinking in my head, I know what I'll say to them. I'll say, I'm sorry, we don't have room. But by the time they get there, they just stand for a minute, gather their thoughts. He looks down, he's thinking. I notice she winces ever so slightly in pain. And he looks at me and he says, please. That's all he said, please. Let me tell you a story. I'm five years old, right? I'm helping my mother set the table. I noticed that she has one too many plates. So I say to her, Ma, you got one too many plates. You know, and she says back to me, you never know who may show up. I look at her like, what? She walks over to me. She says, you never know who God may bring your way. You always make room. <laughs> so, I look back at the couple and I say to them, I don't know where we'll put you, but we'll make room for you. And we did. 
It wasn't the nicest room, but it's all I had to give them. Mom was right. You always make room. Wow, that's the, the innkeeper. And, and, and here's, the, here's the thing, that, that you, you may never know who God may bring across your path today or tomorrow. Uh, and this whole message is, is just around a simple thought of, uh, of making room. And I think that's a big part of the Christian message is about making room, even when we don't feel like we have room. Maybe for you and for me, like in our hearts, room for one more at our table. Within our family, is there room for one more? In our church, is there room for one more? And the answer to all of those is yes. Yes, the, the message of, of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when Jesus came, uh, the message was that there is always room for one, one more. And, and as a church, I, I love the fact that here at Elam Christian Centre, we, we exist to be a centre of hope, to reach, serve, and influence our community and our world for God. As long as there's one person who does not know the Lord, our church will always, always be too small because people matter to God. You matter to God. Every person matters to God. Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 6 and 7, it says this. It says, So it was uh, that while they were uh, a while off, the days were completed for her to be delivered. Uh, and she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger uh, because there was no room for them in the inn. So here comes the innkeeper, the, the man at the door that, that owns maybe the hotel. He's, he's a busy man. Maybe it's, it's peak season in Bethlehem right now and there's, because Mary and Joseph, they're, they're being, trying to find somewhere to stay. There's nowhere to stay and they, they maybe they've knocked on many doors asking, have you got a room? Is there a room spare? Is there a vacancy? And it's no, no, no. And, and, and you, you can imagine as, as, a, as, a, as a husband, as a man, you've got your pregnant wife riding on a donkey. Is Anybody ridden on a donkey while they're being pregnant? Just, no? Great. Oh, well, well yeah, one person over here. Uh, it wouldn't be a comfortable uh, thing to be riding on uh, while you're ready to, to give birth, let alone not being able to find anywhere to stay, uh, where all the no vacancy signs are up everywhere. And, and may, maybe it's a bit like being at, the, at Mount Maunganui or for, for New Year's or for, at Wangamata for New Year's Eve, where, where there's just people everywhere. All of the Aucklanders have gone there to the beaches to have their holiday breaks, and, but there's no space. You can't move there because it is so busy. If you're in the hospitality industry, that's a great time of year, right? Because all your rooms are full, you're selling food. And, but this man, the innkeeper, had, had something inside him. When he saw the situation and, and, and he was trying to think of what he could do, how could he help, the only thing he could come up with was a stable at the back, like, maybe like a, a garage or a, uh, the stable is somewhere where you put the, put the animals, like there was maybe for where they would put the cows or their sheep or whatever, but that was the only space that he had left for Mary and Joseph at the birth of their baby. I, I find it fascinating in the story that no one else in the whole of maybe the motel or the inn or the keepers that, that saw what was happening and said, why don't you take our room? Well, why don't you have this space? You know, sometimes it can be like, like traveling on, on the train tomorrow and to work and it's, and it's full, but nobody wants to give you a seat. You have to stand up all the time. Maybe it was something like that where, where everybody was just looking after themselves. And, and even though Mary was, was, it was pretty obvious that she was ready to have a baby, no one would make room for her 
except this innkeeper who said, you can, I've got no room, but you can have this space in this stable. What, what, a, what a hard situation to be in there. And, and, but what I do admire about this innkeeper was the, was the fact that even though he was busy, he was so busy, he was, life was full on, it was peak season, he still made room. And, and I, I think... I think you're exactly the same as me, and I, I don't know when you when we look up the when you look at your diary or your schedule to running up to Christmas, you you might look at it and think, well, I'm out this night, I'm working that day, I'm doing this in the weekend. There's so much stuff on. There's so many things that you have to bear. We our lives can get so so busy, and and maybe a bit like the innkeeper. But but I want want my heart to come across to you this morning that within the busyness of everything, that we don't miss the opportunities that God may be putting in front of us. That we don't see other people as inconvenient. But we come from a, a heart of just like our Father, our Heavenly Father, did and said. We're going to make room. There's always room for you. See, at times, I think we can all begin to see people as interruptions in our busy lives. And, and, and as a church, that was, this is uh, one, of, one of the things that was on my heart about coming into this building and creating more space was that we never want to be a church that we, we, we get too full where people can't come. Because, because people matter to God and, and people should matter to us. And, and no matter what, if that's giving up our seat or giving up our space or, or maybe our time for those who maybe don't know the Lord, this, this church was, was built and planted on, on seeing people come to know uh, our God and what it is to find freedom and to discover the purpose that he's placed within their heart. There's always going to be room in this place here. In this church, there will always be room. So in the physical building, there's room. And, and I just wonder today, as, as we talk about this making space, if we were to bring that back to ourselves and say, have that like look in the mirror and say, how can I make room for others that I may come across today, tomorrow, at work, at school? It's all about making Room. How do we do that? I, 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 I think God is going to really just download some things to people here because I, I just believe that the innkeeper, how would have he had changed his approach to Mary and Joseph if he had known who they really were? Yeah. And m- maybe we do that sometimes when we know important people or we have friends that we, we really like. We, 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 we treat them a different way sometimes. You can just, they, they, they have the best. And, and then people maybe we don't know or, or maybe of, uh, whether wealthy people or poor people or, or, or whatever, but people we don't really know who they are. We seem to at times maybe not give them so much attention as we do to these people over here. And, and I think this Christmas season, after 2020, I think this is your opportunity and my opportunity to, to make a little bit of space in our day. Maybe a little bit of space in a conversation. Maybe a, a bit of space in our hearts, in our minds, to make more room for people that they may see something different about us and come to know the Lord. I think this, living a life and, and being a church where there's always room for, for one more means this, making room in your world. Making room 
in your world. See, when I say your world, I mean your sphere of influence. Maybe that looks like your university or your school or your, or your work, the, the places that, that you go, your sphere of influence. You know, it, it's the people that you bump into on every, any given day, and, and it's the good and the bad and the awkward maybe conversations at times, but, but this is your world. This is the, the place that God is calling you into, and, and for us to take responsibility and to influence for our world is an important thing because we all have opportunities all of the time, but sometimes we just don't see them. Sometimes we, we maybe ignore them or we walk the other way. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, it says, uh, Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. See, in our lives, if there is no more, no more room, we can fail to see the opportunities that God places in front of us to bless and impact other people's lives. And, and, and I actually believe that there are God opportunities everywhere we look if we choose to see them. And maybe for you, that looks as simply as this. Maybe for this week, you're going to, the, going to the movies or you're doing something with your kids. What about inviting another family or some other people or that where you can just hang out with them? That could just change their day. There's a lot of loneliness in our world. Maybe it's an invitation. Maybe it's, maybe it's uh, people that you wouldn't ordinarily invite. Make room. Let's make room. Maybe it's the, this week where you're where, with your small group and there's people that you're maybe going to meet after the service or you've been looking at today. Why don't you just invite them to come? Invite them to come to small group and make room for them because it may just change their life just through that one conversation. What about church? There's always room here. What about that inviting that, that neighbor, that friend? Come on, why don't you be bold this Christmas season? Why don't you be courageous this Christmas season? Invite someone to come. The book of John says this, chapter 1, verse 36. It says, when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus said, uh, saw them following and asked, what do you want? They, they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said, come and you will see. So they went and they saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. See, it was just a, a simple invitation from Jesus into his world that started an incredible journey for a couple of people, a discipleship journey Maybe, see, the truth is this. The truth is that great things are started by inviting someone into your world. Great things begin when you invite someone into your world. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge of, of this week to think of, of one thing you have planned this Christmas season. One thing that you've got planned. How could you make room for one more? How could you make room for someone else this Christmas season? We've got a lot of, lot of families here. I'm feeling for some of our South African families here at the moment where your, your, your families aren't here. And what does Christmas look like? Can I say, uh, from wherever you come from around the world, you're, we're one big church family here. You're part of our family. I believe God's called you here. God has sent you from the other side of the world. You're here, and, and we accept you as our family and, and believe in you. We want to encourage you. So, so come on, this, this Christmas season, church family, how about inviting someone else to your place? And, and in the foyer, here's another way. 
uh, to, to make room in your world. Maybe in the foyer you'll see I mentioned about that Christmas box display. Uh, what about investing into a family maybe that you don't even know by, by maybe sponsoring a, a box there or nominating someone that you do know uh, to, that a box could go to them and, and really bless them this Christmas season. I, I think our community is going to be really blessed by you and me as we make room for, for them. See, when you start to think of, of who you can invite, who you can help, maybe who you could care for, or you might just be the beginning of helping to see someone's life changed. See, you never know who God may bring your way tomorrow, so let's always always make room. The second thing is this, living a life and being a church where there is always room for one more means making room for their past. This is the messy part, right? Uh, making room for people's past because Mary, here's the, the, the truth of the story is that Mary shows up and she's not exactly squeaky clean in this whole picture here right now. She's, she's carrying her past and, and her experience, maybe her her hurts or with her hopes as well and, and she's carrying the drama of, of, of a baby here uh, in this situation with nowhere to go and see when people come into our world the same is true uh, they will come with all their baggage at times people will come with their dramas at times and people will come with history and junk and we, we a lot of the time we, we just kind of look and, and think we, we often won't make room for them because of all of that because it's messy but, but I want to kind of say to everybody that you're just as messy as me. <laughs> I'm just as messy as you. We're all actually just pretty messy, to be honest. But God accepts us and loves us. and calls us to take a journey of next steps of finding hope in him. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, here's the thing, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. But we all carry a level of brokenness and, and history. And See, imagine if the innkeeper, imagine if he hadn't made room for her because of that drama that Mary was bringing with her. She was pregnant. She was clearly about to have this child really, really soon. But he made the call to make room anyway. See, every person we make room for is going to enter into our lives and our church. They have a past. Our responsibility is to make room, make room for them. And, and that means making room for their past. See, they, they, they bring areas that, that need help, that need healing and, and wholeness. And our, and our desire as a church is to, to help people find freedom in the name of Jesus from their past. And, but it is a journey. It is a journey of, of discovering purpose, but it's, a, it's also a journey where people just need to be loved on and cared for and walk through this journey called following Jesus. And, and, and when, when you and I make room, uh, that can be just what they need to bring them out, to bring, find some healing into their lives. Uh, see, just like the innkeeper, just like the innkeeper making room uh, for Mary uh, to bring a place, uh, to bring Jesus into this world. That innkeeper made a huge difference in their life. See, you never know. You never know whom God may bring your way. Let's always make room. Band, you guys could come. That would be great. Living a life. Third and final thing is this. Living a life uh, and being a church where there is always room for one more means making room at your table. 
making room at your table. See, Christmas is a wonderful time, but it can be such a, a tough time for families and individuals and, and people who are alone or, or, or away from close family. See, see, friends this week, church family, would you make room for people around your table this Christmas? Will you make room for people down your street, in your, in your community, at your work who, who haven't got some of the things that you have? Would you make room for them in your day this week? Would, would you, more than that, would you make room for people in your world this week? Would you make room for them in your heart this week? Because my prayer is that something would shift in our hearts this season. It's been a pretty rubbish year, we've got to admit. People have found it really tough. Maybe just that moment where you open your door, or you open the opportunity to just reach out to and make room for one person. Maybe that could just be the God opportunity to see a life turn around, to to experience some love, to experience some friendship, some family this year. I believe that you hold some keys in making room for people. You may not have a flash table. You may not have a a flash home. You may not have a a flash car or, or flash things. All the innkeeper had was a stable for animals. And it probably didn't smell very good. But he made room the best he could. I I just wonder this week that something would touch your heart this morning to make room for people to have those conversations, to to reach out. Because we we just don't know sometimes who God is bringing across our path. That he's bringing an opportunity in front of you to just be a solution, to be an answer, to be a friend. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? We're going we're gonna to be closing in a few minutes. And just in these last couple of moments. So I wanted to pray that maybe in our hearts, just some some mindsets or attitudes or or behaviours just might shift a little today. That making space, that making space in our heart for one more, for for one more person this Christmas, that uh, that one more person who's maybe a little bit messy, maybe that has a, a little bit of a past, that that maybe God, that God would, would touch our hearts or do something in our hearts that that we could see people not as an interruption, but but as actually a gift from God, as an opportunity to, to reach out. So, so Father God, I pray today. Lord, for every heart in this place, Lord God, every person in this place, that, that Lord Jesus, would you, would you do some work in our hearts today, oh God, that Lord, tomorrow, when that person comes, 
that, Lord Jesus, there will be some extra space in our heart or in our mind, in our attitude, Father God, to, to be able to help them or to bless them or to be able to care for them, oh God. Lord, would you, would you do something in our, in our minds right now, Lord Jesus, upon, upon the, the attitudes, Father God, that separate, Father God, and, and Lord, do something in our minds that causes us to come together as one, Lord, I pray. So, Father, I, Lord, I pray for every heart, Lord God. Lord, Lord, I pray for every heart that is just exhausted right now, Lord. For hearts that are hurting or in this place, Lord God. Hearts that even are being burnt, Father God. Lord, I pray this Christmas season, Lord God. Lord, just for that healing touch, oh God. For forgiveness, Jesus. For redemption, Lord God. Just that softness of your hand upon their lives, Lord. So, Lord, we, we praise you today. In Jesus' mighty name. So, every eye is still closed. Can I, can I see? You might say, Daryl, I just, I've got, I've got no more room in my, in my heart for anyone else, let alone other people or let alone even God can I say today that that Jesus come to this earth for for you and for me that that our past our messiness that that he could take that it's just something called sin and and sin is the thing that that separates us from God having a relationship with him but Jesus come God sent his one and only son Jesus to take that Christ, to take that debt, to take that sin upon himself that we may be free. It's called the great exchange. We can give him our stuff, our sin, our past. And he gives us, exchanges that for new life, to be made brand new. So Jesus took your, your sin to a cross and he died and he rose again three days later, conquering the power of sin and death over your life and over my life. And all he uh, offers us today is that opportunity to say yes to Him. And so this morning, if maybe you're here and this is your first time in church, maybe you've never been to church before, can I say, knowing God all begins with surrendering our lives to Him. And, and so what I'm going to do right now, is why every eye is closed, and in the next 30 seconds I'm going to pray a real simple prayer, a, a real simple prayer, and, and I just invite you just in your heart just silently after me. Uh, just to repeat this prayer. So pray this prayer. Dear God, today I give you my life. I'm sorry for everything I've done, for the sin that has crept into my life. But today I give you my life. I thank you that you love me and that you forgive me. So today I surrender my will to you. Will you come in and be the Lord of my life? right now, in Jesus' name, amen. Just wave your eyes, still close. I'm going to, if you prayed that prayer right now, you said yes to Jesus. Just wave your eyes, still close. All I'm going to ask you to be bold and be brave is just to, to lift your hand. I'm going to count to three. Why don't you, if you said yes to Jesus, why don't you lift your hand straight up, straight down so I can see, so we can help you on this journey. Hallelujah. One, two, Three, lift your hand now if you said yes to Jesus. See that hand over there. See that.